0: All right. Well, we've been on this journey of this collision of culture and faith, and, and our faith. And, and um, you know, Rick's been teaching probably the last three or four weeks on this whole uh, physical relationship. This last week, we did, uh, well, actually, last week, he talked about the beauty of the Lord, but he also, in previous weeks, we talked about distortions of of sexuality and different things like that. Just really taking on this place of, you know, where this culture tries to invade uh, our lives. And so today, um, really at the beginning of the year, Rick shared this teaching on abiding, and it just really caught my attention and my heart because I felt like he he, he didn't seem like he thought it was the year, you know, he usually tries to do this word for 2014. And the cool part about 2014, we do have a n- new person here in our midst from 2014. Uh, the Masseys have their new little Sierra Joy, so we can give it up for them. Yeah. And her, her name is not Charlene. It's it, <laughs> it so funny. We were sitting there uh, one when we were all snowed in, so we we're sitting there watching the news, and all of a sudden, here's uh, Kevin and... Charlene Massey (laughs) on the TV, all of a sudden on the news, and we were like, oh, wow, Charlene. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Um, But anybody not have a teaching before I start, Uh, just raise your hand, Uh, Swiftie will grab, give you one. Um, But we want to welcome her uh, into our midst. Uh, Had a a crazy, uh, um, if you didn't get to see the little TV excerpt, go on her Facebook page, it's on there. That's uh, a nice little. They barely got back to their house to deliver the baby uh, in their house. So. And Kevin almost had to deliver the baby by himself, right? <laughs> so The midwife finally. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, glory to God. Um. So 2014, we started out with this word abiding. Uh, Rick really started, but he didn't. He didn't quite feel like it. But I kind of felt like it was the word. Um. And then when um uh what was our worship leader that came, Kalani came. It was really interesting, I was there's just one of these moments I was just you know, sometimes you just feel like you're in the spirit and <laughs> you're like everything you pray feels like it's spirit. <laughs> I haven't had uh, sometimes you're in those seasons where it doesn't always feel that way. So but that night it was so weird 'cause I was all of a sudden I saw um Brett and Diane and I started praying over them and just I felt like this prophetic prayer was for them but it was for the body it was for me you know that this place that god wanted you know wherever they were at they were just struggling but i didn't even know the struggle but the lord was just saying you know oneness oneness with the body oneness with one another you know for them oneness with one another that was how they were going to overcome that's how they were going to stand and really couldn't stand any other way and so the lord just started as i was preparing you know today i just felt like just kept hearing the oneness oneness and so and sometimes that's a vague concept so i felt like the lord just said all right so what is that um so you know me and my nice little i have to always have something to you know show up here but it's really just this tripod you know effect um problem is most of us we we live like this or a lot a lot of us live like this right (laughs) <laughs> we try to we try to do the oneness with what ourselves <laughs> oneness with me, oneness with I, and oneness is there any others not with you God <laughs> me, I, and not you right uh yeah, oneness, but the problem is that this tripod is never created to do that. There's no way you're gonna put a camera on here and be able to see clearly uh who Jesus is, who one another is you know it's really made this way. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying that it really has to be, you know, these three things. Um, you know, oneness with one another. Oneness in Him. And oneness with the body. And I really believe that, um, I just really felt that night that you can't do it, you can't do this any other way. Like, as soon as I think that I can do this thing just with God, like, it's just me and Him. You know, because, I mean, that is a a nice religious thought. You know, all I need is Jesus, which is, that's true. (laughs) All I need is Jesus. But all I need is Jesus means all I need is Him, all I need is one another, the body, and especially like when for Leah and I in a marriage, I need to be, we need to be one. Because the problem is as soon as I, say that I don't need the body, what do I do? Right? Now, if I had a camera, I did bring my camera, but I was, I was thinking, Leah, got my old old VHS one. This will probably fall. Let's see, that will fall over. You know, if I'm trying to take the picture of life of what the Lord's about, this is what it looks like. If I, if I want to do this without the body, this is what life looks like, you know? So I need the body of my life. I need the the body of Christ. Can't do it without. What if just, what if I just say, well, I'll, I'll get in with the body and and I'm I'm good with I'm good with Leah, but you know I'm not really confident in, in this whole relationship with the Lord. Well, that's what I mean. You, you can't balance out life without one with the other. Or maybe I'm I'm good with God and yeah you know, I'm good with the body. You know I'm trying to flow in that, but you know my relationship with Somebody in my life, maybe a significant other, maybe my wife, my spouse, can't do it. Felt like the Lord was saying, "You can't do it apart." That's that's why this life is, you know, it's frustrating. And it sometimes you just, de- you know, there's dependence on walking with one another. But the problem, the cool thing about that is that this collision of culture and faith that will create an environment that you can, that when, you know you know i've really felt like we're in a we're in a culture and season that you can't it you can't even uh you really can't be non-active like if you're non-active you will get consumed like if you're not if there's a place that God's not walking in this when you're not walking in this oneness with God oneness with the body or oneness with one another you'll get consumed and and the enemy will just try to use whichever one whichever you know, whatever scenario that is, he'll try to use that to his advantage. And so I feel like the Lord is just calling us back to this place. And So um, look at this scripture. Um, this scripture has been on my heart for a while. Um, this, this place in Ephesians 4. Look at this. Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. So in this place of trying to walk this life out. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling, okay? God created this calling in you. Uh, Walk in a manner worthy. Well, what does that mean? All right, well, keep going. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance, or walking with one another for one another in love, being diligent to preserve what? Unity, oneness. I mean, that's what God's saying. Preserve oneness with one another. Uh, in the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, and then look, man, this is just jam packed. These next two scriptures, jam packed. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. You probably just stop and just do a whole just sermon on that scripture. You know, just the fact that God, there's oneness. There is that is the finality of oneness right there one body one spirit one hope one lord one faith one baptism, one god and father so unity is the key in this thing um and you know i've thought about it in reference to this whole you know it's kind of like you know i, I went by, by a chick-fil-a to get my favorite sweet tea last night uh because i knew it wouldn't be open this morning Um it's kind of like sweet tea really this whole this whole scenario right here is kind of like sweet tea because you think about that i mean there's three ingredients to sweet tea. There's tea, there's water, and there's sugar. Now, the problem is, you know, like some, I, I don't know who would ever want this, but maybe some of you guys drink this, but what if you just had water and sugar? Anybody want that? Sugar water? I'm, I'm just, it's kind of one of those frustrating times where all of a sudden, you know, you think you're drinking something else, and all of a sudden, you know, you're taking a sip of water, and it's got something else in it, and you're like, ugh. Or what about just? Um, I don't know of anybody else. Maybe my wife's the only one, but actually like just tea and water. Oh, that's the, that's probably even worse than probably drinking water and tea. Is like you're thinking you're getting sweet tea, and all of a sudden you drink unsweet. It's like, uh. but you can't really have just the tea bags and sugar either, right? I mean that's not gonna work. I mean I don't know about you guys. I'm not into you know, sucking down tea bags and. Sugar by them, trying to do a little bit of, but there's a the reality that I need all three of those to make the perfect drink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all like that coffee stuff? I'm not sure about that. It was so funny. I, I was remembering this because uh, Craig and Corinne are here, but uh, this is just a side, little funny note. You know, how how long have y'all been married? That's when I went up there. Seven? No way. Oh. All right. So seven years ago. <laughs> um ron was married um, uh, craig and Corinne up in pennsylvania and his dad got um really sick at that time i think he was in the hospital and so he ended up had an emergency fly down there so you know they had been coming for a while and i we had kind of befriended them at the door and so i just i knew them and so ron had asked me to go up and do their wedding so it was kind of an honor and a privilege but it was so funny when i got up here when i got up there i was you know. Of course, I'm, just, I'm a sweet tea man, so I'm like, you know, you find the places that have sweet tea. Man, up on the billboard of McDonald's, it says, we now have sweet tea. I was like, what? Are you guys in the dark ages? What the- <laughs> you just got sweet tea? This is like, oh, it's only, this is modern day. I thought this was like an eternal drink or something. I mean, like, I thought everybody had sweet tea. But Pennsylvania just got sweet tea seven years ago when I went up to... amazing. that was amazing to me. I couldn't believe it. Sweet tea. I mean, it's just like, it's not like having gravy for your biscuit or something like that, right? Nobody likes gravy and biscuits. (laughs) We'll keep praying for those northerners, right? They get the revelation (laughs) of what's good. But anyway, so, but I got to have all three. I mean, really, to make the perfect drink, you got to have all three. To to have the, the life that God wants us to live. I really have to walk this out, you know. And I think the cool part about even just single, even singleness, I might think, well, you know, what do I do with singleness until, but it is being one another with the brothers and sisters too. It's not just, you know, it's really important in relationship to marriage, but it's also important that brothers and sisters. I know when I'm at odds with a brother, I feel like I'm toppled over. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I feel like I can't stand it until I get that back into you know, per, you know. Back into get that leg out of out of joint out of whack. So look at this in John 17. It says the glory which I you have. And just to talk about this unity, look at the, look at what Jesus did. The glory which you have given me. He's talking to the Father, right? He says the glory which you've given me, I've given to them that they may be one just as we are one. I and them and you and me. And I almost had to. I don't know where I put them. You know, it's just like this. All right. You, you be the father, right? Brian, Brian's the father, so he. What? Because this scripture is always kind of really uh, confusing until you say the glory. And so I'm Jesus, right? All right. So the glory that the Father gives Jesus now, the Jesus Jesus now says, "I give to you. I give you know, to you, and I give to you." You know, so there's this place that. God's saying, whatever the Father has thought about me. You think the Father thinks a lot of good things about Jesus? You better believe it. So all of a sudden, Jesus then just turns around and says what? I'm going to give it to you. And that's the cool part about that. And guess what? What's the result of that? Watch the result of this. I in them, you in me, that they may be perfected in what? In oneness. Because you know what? If Brenda has glory, and I forgot your name. Robert, and Robert has glory, who else? And Spreger has glory. Then do they have to fight over who's got the glory? Yeah, uh, they can. They can. If there's oneness. That's why it brings unity. So that's the reality God wants us to understand. We have God gives us His glory. That's what brings the that unity uh, in in us. That we look at so that. And because Brenda has this glory, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. I mean, that's a declaration because she has God's glory. It's a declaration that Jesus came and walked this earth. Robert has that glory, and it's that's the declaration that God came and walked this earth. And that's the reality of it. He brings us into oneness. Okay? I love this Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in oneness, in unity. For there in unity, if you follow that scripture, I kind of cut out the middle, but if you follow that down, what he's talking about, I believe, for there in unity, the Lord commands blessing, life forever. So a lot of times we're trying to find blessing and life outside of unity. We're trying to find blessing and life, you know, you know why? Why do we feel like we're you know uh, awkwardly walking along this this life? And I could I could take all these all of them down and that about who he is, who the who this body is, who this relationship is, and these relationships with brothers and sisters. But if if I'm like this, all I'm I'm getting a skewed vision of that. God wants to bring that. So probably not a message to say any crazy new revelation is to draw us back to oneness with Him abiding in him i felt like the lord at least for me maybe i'm just sharing this because i'm sharing in relationship to me god says this year has to be a year that you abide in me you really have to walk in this place of abiding in me or you won't you're not going to make it it's not a it's not like a threat it wasn't like a you know it was just like i want to not survive i want to live i want to live to god i want to i want this collision not to overtake me i want to overtake the collision you know, I want When I sit down with somebody that's in desperation, I don't want to be overtaken by that desperation. I want to see the glory overtake that desperation. All right, so this, let's go through these three real quick. Oneness in Him. I mean, look at these. some of these scriptures. Just talking about oneness in Him. I love this. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Well, yeah, I mean, right? I hope we do. You, you are a member of Christ. Shall I then take... Away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute. May it never be. We've been talking about that over the last three or four weeks. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says the two shall become one flesh. That's a, that's, that's a scripture about what God cre- declared over marriage, right? Over Adam and Eve, even from the beginning. That you'll be one flesh. So what, what, is, what are we doing? We're taking something that is this collision of culture has come in and, and collided and we've given in. And to become one flesh with other things. I think that can be exactly what this says. But he also says, you know, when we love the world, we become what? Adulterated with it. I mean, it's it's whatever is in the world that we love, it becomes that. We become one with that in in certain ways. And so, but even in this way, in a physical way, you become one flesh. But I love this scripture. But the one who joins himself to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Some of us don't like. I feel like the Lord wants to break off lack of confidence in that area this morning, because God wants to be one spirit with you. I think some of us just grow up and we think, you know, God's up there. We're supposed to love Him, you know, live a good life, and and then, you know, hopefully live a great life in heaven. And, that, and Lord's saying, no, I mean, I want you to have confidence to be one with Me now. Like that's what He created. That's why He gave us to be sons and daughters. That's why He put Adam and Eve in the garden and did what walked with them in the garden like there's no there's no desire to be a part god's that desire is not for that um oneness joined, one joined but the one who joins himself to the Spirit with him i love that uh look at this in Galatians. but i say to you walk by the spirit you will not what carry out the desires you refresh if i don't want this collision of culture and faith to get overcome me then what do i do i walk where in the oneness of the spirit i walk in the spirit i can guarantee you, one way you will never desire or fulfill the desires of your flesh I mean, if you walk in the spirit every ounce of every day i mean anybody want that i mean that's what i want <laughs> i mean i don't want to live in my flesh i don't want to give into that i want to walk so there's a place that i can guarantee it 100 percent so when we're not walking in the Spirit, we got to realize, you know, there's places that that culture, that collision's going to come in. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, for they're in opposition to one another. So I just got to realize that's the battle. This is not this flesh I get to live in. It's a physical body. I get to that's the mode that the Lord gave me to walk upon this earth, but not to live upon this earth. Okay, it gets me to where I'm going. It doesn't dictate where I'm going. Unfortunately, a lot of times the collision creates this environment where it does dictate where I'm going. But God's saying, hey, we can deal with that today. <laughs> if there's an eternal destination you need today, God can deal with that today. You need Him to be Lord and Savior. That creates this environment that you can begin to live in this body, not according to the body, but according to Him. And, uh, and so on. All right. Look at this in 1 Corinthians 12.3. For by one spirit we were baptized into what? One body. I mean, time I, as I was studying this, this, is amazing. Every time you almost, a lot of times you see one spirit or one God, you know, it, it's also in reference to the body, one body. Like God's creating this oneness. God wants to do in our hearts and our lives. Because uh, you got to realize, I mean, the, all the enemies have to do is to divide. You know? and we'll get to that in just a, a few minutes. One spirit, one body, whether Jews or Greeks. I mean, here's the I mean, here's the reality of the day. I mean, here's Jesus. He gets on the earth, and all of a sudden, what's the biggest division in the world at that point, probably? The Jews and the what? Greeks. I mean, still, you know, still could be a huge division. But the reality is that, you know, Jews and Greeks, division. All of a sudden, the Lord says, I'm going to do what? In one spirit, we were all baptized in one body, whether Jews or Greeks. They brought them into one, whether slaves or free. We were all made to drink of one spirit. God's calling us into that. Uh, look at this Ephesians. I'm just going to run through these just because I want you to see that th- that's this is God's created heart. He might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having put to death the empty. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through Christ we have both. we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. I love that. All three of them are in the same... St- that same sentence, same scripture, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? God's saying, you can have what? For through Christ we have both our access and one Spirit to the Father. God's calling us into that. And then you, get, you guys know this scripture in John 15, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. You can neither, unless you abide in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him. He bears much fruit. For what? Apart from him, come well, on. Apart from him, I can what? Why? Well, you better get that. gotta get that in. Apart from him, I can do absolutely nothing. I was thinking about that in reference to my life. I was like, for the first twenty years of my life, didn't know Christ, and how many, I, I, Like, I look at the fruit of my life in the first twenty years. And it's how much it is zero <laughs> i mean i really don't i mean I, i'm trying to think of you know somebody i really influenced in the kingdom of god none <laughs> how many i've influenced away from the kingdom of god plenty <laughs> who i influenced into the kingdom of god zero you know who who i really had an impact in you know zero i might have been a good person here and there but the reality was the impact of the, the, the fruit zero but god after that now I feel like the Lord's saying, man, with me, you can do a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. So that's one, oneness with him. Just a really a cry this morning, um, wherever you're at, you know, maybe you feel really far away from him, maybe you feel really one with him. God's saying, that I want, I'm calling you into oneness. If you've been in oneness, I'm calling, I'll am i just call you to a deeper place, cause God, that's a cool part about God. Uh you know, I, I love that... Uh, endless ocean signs, I love it, he just makes that, I can just see it, I mean, he makes that one statement, you know, the angels, they're looking at you, and they can, they just keep seeing new sides of your face, I just love that, that's one of my favorite, like, like, uh, uh, scripture, I mean, well, courses, I guess it is, it's not scripture, but it's a course, you uh, know, I love that uh, there's another course uh, that I've been, uh, show me your glory. You know, I long to look upon the face of the one that I love. It's where I belong. Now that, I mean, I could just hit that repeat on that verse. That is, it's where I belong. I belong in His presence. I belong in, with Him. Like, that's, that's what I was created for. That is what I was made for. You know, I start thinking about what I do on a daily basis and how much of it has to do with me getting things done. Which you know, that, that's not a bad thing. But making sure that I am with him as I am doing, like, there is fruitfulness at last. You know, that I'm really walking through this place of evaluating what is what is for eternity. You know, because I get so sidetracked, so sidetracked the other things. So God's calling us back into oneness with him. Oneness with him. Now the problem is, like I said, we could become spiritual hermits now. And just be—if you—if I stopped there, you could say, "Well, Mitch just said I could just do it myself with him, you know, just me and him. We're good." And it was my—you know—maybe we we're there. <laughs> it's just, I just need God, and, and we do need God absolutely. I just presented the whole facet of that. But there's this also this call to our lives that we have—the body of Christ, the bride of Christ—is so important. Look at some of these scriptures in this reference. One was with the body. We like said just a call this morning back. I love this. Of course, you know, you know the scripture in First Corinthians. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are what? One body, so is also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, we spoke that. that's like I said, all these scriptures are like interwoven. For the body is not one member but many. But the cool part, that's that's the awesome thing, yeah. You know. Uh one part. To the body. You're called to a body. You know, if you're here, I hope that you're called to this body. I always like people around, that's a good thing. But you know, you're called to a body. All right? Body of believers, walking with a body. Um and God's just declaring that that that's a part of this. Like if I'm if I'm just thinking I can do it with me and God, that's it's short sightedness because there's not fullness in there. There's two places that fullness meant to get these scriptures, but fullness is found in two places in the Word. Fullness is found in Christ, you know, um, and fullness is found in the body. There's two places that fullness is in. Um, I'll try to remember really to get if I can remember those before I, before I get out of here. But there's fullness in that. And so, now look at this. If you keep going on the scripture, th- this, uh, verses 15 through 20, get rid of comparison. You because know, lots of body, the reason that we're not in the body, you know, we might be coming to a body... But we're not in the body, okay? In the body, a lot of times we're not in the body because we we start comparing. We're like, well, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not like him, or I'm not like her, right? And I, he, God addresses that. If the foot, because I, if the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. I mean, wouldn't that be absurd? You know, this this hand says, since I'm not that foot, I'm not a part of the body. I mean, that would be absurdness if we took it from a physical standpoint. Anybody want to get rid of your hand today? <laughs> no, you're not getting rid of this just because you think, well, I need another walking three. Um uh, it's funny. Swifty brought me the tripod, and he only he said he was almost going to bring me his dog because his dog has three legs too. So He's going to bring his dog tripod, uh, but that would be awkward for us, you know. God's saying that's not what I've called you to do. It's not comparison because I'm not an eye. I'm not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? Can't be everything. We, God put you in the body for the fullness of this thing to walk and operate. I love that. Uh, that's just that's pro- that's probably one of the dearest things in my heart is just seeing people in in the fullness of the body, walking not only ministering but walking in discipleship with one another, loving one another, encouraging one another. If the whole, uh, if but now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as He desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, one body. Okay, so He gets rid of comparison there. You can't compare. You are an incredible place, person, uh, facet of the body of Christ. No way that I can replace you. You know, if you left, you would, There's, there's a place of the body missing. You might not, I think, in our culture, that's the collision of culture today. Because the colli- collision of culture today is to isolate and get you out of. Because if, as soon as I'm out of unity, as soon as I'm, that's funny, as soon as I'm out of unity with Leah, I can, man, my, my life starts looking like this. you know. And if you see me like this, can you just like, you know, do this <laughs> and say, can you go get yourself right with Leah? <laughs> or maybe go go get yourself right with somebody. You know, because I don't want to walk around looking down or looking sideways I want to see the glory of God. And that is this place. Look at this, third, this next place uh, facet in this. This kind of gets rid of pride. You can't do it by yourself either. Uh, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. That would be very not so cool. If you want to say, I don't need you, you know, and the hand would be like, yeah, see, I got this. I got this. You know, I got this. You know, that's what we would look like. You know, that's when we, when we think that we can do it by ourselves or we can do it on our own. Or, or maybe I don't need you as much as I think that I need you. There's a place that God's saying, no, I need I need you. I have no need you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to even be weaker, or what? Are necessary. There's a place that, you know, I might not think. I was trying to think of something on my hand, you know. You, you take one of these fingernails off or something like that, I mean you you won't know that you have a fingernail there until all of a sudden you don't have a fingernail there, right? Sure helps. I you know. I think you know, I'm sure all sorts of, there's all sorts of little things in this body that are very I'm sure there's little organs. I'm just not a big <laughs> as science dude. <do. laughs> I, I need some of uh, my science people here, you know, name an organ that's really small, but you know, some of those glands, right? You need those glands. <laughs> you need some of those little glands. They 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 keep everything in order. You know, without, you know, some of the, that's what he's saying. Even even that which might even seem weak. So if you feel like you're weak, that's cool. You're necessary. You know, great. Just know that you're necessary to the body of Christ. Um, and then honor. Uh, he, he deals with honor in this whole thing. Those members of the body which deem we deem less honorable on those, we bestow more abundant honor. And our less prestigious members become more present less presentable. Members become more presentable, whereas our more presentable bodies have no need of it. But God so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacks, so that there may be what no division among them. That's how you. That's how you maintain a body. You walk with honor with one another. You know. Um, you know that I'm no higher than anybody else. I'm walking with people. With Enjoying life with people, you know, no, you're you're never above or below. It's just walking with one another and giving honor. And then even this last one, you know, walking with each other in times of so, you know suffering. We've gone through a lot of hard things, and it's when we go through those hard things that sometimes that's that's a place that the enemy wants to try to you know get us divided out. Not necessarily even divided out against it. It's just sometimes when life gets hard, you just sometimes stop it's like i don't I don't know if I can do this anymore, <laughs> you know, but God says, if one member suffers, what we all suffer with it. with it. always we don't always tangibly do that well, you know, I was thinking of somebody th- this week that you know they had a you know funeral or passing, and I didn't do a great job of reaching out, but that but there's a reality that God's saying when one member suffers, we all suffer with it. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. So even in that, all those five scriptures there, God's calling us out to be one, to be one body. Uh, this Romans 12, for we, are, we have many members in the body. All members do not have the same what? Function. Yeah. I love that because if, if everybody had the same function, you know, then we'd all be, we'd, it'd be, you know, if everybody had the same function of evangelist, that'd be great. We'd be evangelizing, but then what? Maybe there wouldn't be a pastoral part or a prophetic part to that, or an apostolic part to that. I mean, there's there's parts to the body that we need, or else we'll just be lopsided as a body. Um, where was I? Romans three. Uh, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of it. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us, each of us, to exercise those accordingly. So you're you know i think that's the place god's got i want i I pray that you get out of that place i don't have a place or i don't know what my place is in relationship to realizing all right god what what's what's in like what have you put in me and then just begin to do that like walking like if it's loving on people encouraging one another go encourage people like find people to encourage you know if it's prophesying you know prophesy If it's gifts of healing start walking in that gifts of healing you know whatever that looks like you know just Begin to walk in. It. I think a lot of times we kind of wait till that we're perfectly positioned, or we get to a s- certain maturity. And there's some wisdom in that part. of Placing yourself under somebody, you know, walk if you're a gift of healing, walk under. Come over, and hang out with Brandon and those that crew. Walk under that, you know, really walk in that. You know, but there's a place that God wants to, us to start exercising them accordingly. Um, look at this next uh, next few um ephesians actually flip the flip to the next place like flip to the next one and look at this having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets christ jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building all of us being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the lord in whom you are also being built together into a dwelling of god you know that's why i mean that's why I love the, the, even the name dwelling place. God, God's building us into a dwelling place of God. You know, together, I can I can be a dwelling place of God with me and God, but sure, it's sure a lot funner for me when I get a bunch of people in this place being a dwelling place of God together. I don't know about you, but that that's that's fun. That's a, that that's a place I can have fun with God, but myself. But there's a place that God wants to walk with us together in this place. Um, and the last one in this thing, Colossians 3. And look at this. Having put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Okay, so this is your new self. It's in the image of the one that created you. Okay, so what is this new self? Look at this. A a renewal in which there is no distinction, Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, formerly Christ is all and in all. He he broke down every dividing wall right there, brought us together and said, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, whoever has a complaint against you, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you, beyond all these things, put on love, which is what? The perfect bond of oneness, unity. So it's God's calling us. If you have a relationship in your life, maybe in this body, maybe it's outside of this body, whatever, I have to encourage you. Ask the Lord to help you become back in oneness within, in unity within, as far as it be for you. I mean, there's a scripture in the Word that says, as far as be at peace with all men, as far as be it for you. I mean, you try, to, you try your best to walk in that place, of getting that place with the Lord. So oneness with the body. God's calling us back to this place. I can't do it myself. If you ever get conned into thinking you can do it yourself, I even think, I might be, even with Leah, you know, we're one, but us as one, we can't do this without this body. There's no way we survive this collision of culture and faith without the body of Christ. I just, I'm just, I believe that. I am, and and that's why, you know, that's my heart to see a body connected. Have we done an incredibly great job? I don't know, but I'm Pushing forward, me, what lies behind me to see that happen. You know, great ways to do that, you know, walking with one another, you know, learning to live. There's a bunch of people coming together to, to walk in that, you know, times of, of worship and word, you know, finding that, finding, you know, I love it when I hear, you know, just, you know, we call them kind of net groups where three or four guys, five guys are getting together and just walking together. That's kind of that oneness with the body that God's talking about, you know, really making that a, a walk of in there. And then the last one, just this this other facet, you know, of oneness with, I'm lopsided. Um, you know, oneness with one another. You know, I think of that in relationship to marriage. You know, oh, man, it, it's amazing. Like, you know, I can have a great choir. You know, I could be in with the Lord like crazy, in with the body, feeling good about it. And then all of a sudden, what, we, we kind of have a, either a spiff or well, y'all, uh, never mind, we don't, we don't really fight. But I'll just make in an imaginary circumstance, you know, if we fall. Yeah, y'all won't believe that, I'm sure. We do fight. <laughs> we do have some disagreements. The cool part about that is God can, continues to, to redeem us and get us better at that, that facet of our life. But the reality is w- when I'm not one with her, you know, it becomes this place of I feel lost. That's where God, you know, why is the attack on marriage? Well, obviously, because if He can get the marriage out of sort, then He can do what? Try to get us this way. So God's saying, you know, seek seek out that oneness with with uh, your spouse. Now, you know, the Genesis passage, y'all know it. I mean, I love this. The Lord, even from the very created place of this. Uh, of marriage listen to the lord god fashioned into the woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man the man said this is now what bone of my bone flesh of my flesh we're one like this is we got we we have to walk this out together and, and many times we've found the places that we're fighting each other the most are the places that god wants to redeem us the most you know the places that you know maybe she was like y'all know my testimony she was pushing me for uh Conversation and communication, you know for the first seven years of our marriage, I mean, we were doing that a lot, and uh, you know, and but she kept asking you know she kept you know not always asking in the greatest way, but i didn't I didn't help her either, so <laughs> but at the same time she was asking for it in good ways too, and I wasn't responding and then all of a sudden, I got rid of that lie that I couldn't communicate you know that stronghold that's why we teach stronghold. There is another class, I don't think you can you comment, but there's strong. did you, did you strongholds. Yeah, it's another good class. If you just took flesh patterns, that's a, another good one to go right back into, dealing with strongholds. Why? Because the stronghold of the false conclusion in my life that I could not communicate. I believe that. I believe that I was not, I couldn't, I would never be a communicator. I was just going to struggle the rest of my life, you know, in this area of communication. Now, the cool part about that is God asked me this question. Uh, God asked me this question, you know, and when Adam and Eve came together uh, and they fell, you know, what was the first, you know, they were duly bobbing along. Well, God started duly bobbing along wanting to walk with them as he had created them to walk with him, and then sin came in the world, and all of a sudden, what did they, where were they, where did he find them? Where were they at? Hiding? And he asked them this question, what, what are you doing? <laughs> where are you at? And what was Adam's response? I was. We were hiding. We, we were hiding because why? We were naked and ashamed. I think that's how it went. Now the next question was crucial for me because the, God asked me the same question. All of a sudden, the Lord said to to me uh, in this place, uh, "Who told you you were naked?" That's what God asked Adam. Who told you you were naked? God said, "Who told you you couldn't communicate?" I was like, "Hmm." Well, let me see. Uh, it wasn't you, because <laughs> God never said I couldn't communicate. Uh, it wasn't you. It must have been how I was brought up, how I lived my life, what people spoke into me, uh, what confidence I had even in myself. All those things spoke to me. that I. So I was just believing a lie that I couldn't communicate. So all I did, I'm, I promise you this, all I did was say, God, forgive me for believing the lie, the false conclusion that I couldn't that I cannot communicate, and I declare the truth that you have given me everything pertaining to life and God through the true knowledge of you. I don't know how to communicate, so you're gonna have to teach me. But all of a sudden, it was amazing. It was funny. Uh, it wasn't so- soon after that. I think I was in this conversation with Leah, and all of a sudden, it, was, it felt like we were into it, like an hour, an hour and a half into it. And all of a sudden, I like went, <gasps> Wait a second, I'm not dreading this. Like this is like how, to, how what what's going on? Like I'm. I'm conversing. Well, what was it? what was the difference? It was me without a false conclusion, a lie in my life. Well, that's 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 the reality of why we need oneness. If she wouldn't have ever been that mirror for me to show me what was in my heart, you know, that's the hard thing is that when you see what's in your heart, sometimes you don't like it. Kind of push that away because <laughs> she's showing me what's in my heart. But that's God. I really encourage you to invite that in really ask God cause, and, and God redeemed her from rejection. You know, she lived under a a veil of her and God br- was able to bring that out using this marriage relationship. That's why we're that's why we need to be one. Um for this reason she shall leave her father her he shall leave a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become what? one. God's calling us to be oneness in marriage. But also, you know, oneness and brothers and sisters, this kind of goes back to the body. I kind of threw it in there. Um, but look at this in relationship. Uh, ben, I added this one because Ben, ben uh, prayed it this morning. I liked it. Romans 15, it says, Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant to you to be of the what? Same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify God. Yeah. God's calling us into oneness with bro- our brothers and sisters, you know. And if we don't feel that oneness, asking God to redeem that. Asking God to redeem that. Um, going on to this next one, i got to hurry. When they had prayed, the place where they had shaken together, or when they, uh, they had gathered together was shaken, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak the word of God with boldness. And the congregation of those who believed were what? One heart, one soul, not one of them claimed anything belonging to his own but all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony of the resurrection of Jesus, and the abundance of grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all were owners of land, and they laid, you you know the rest of the story. So even being one with the brothers and sisters all of a sudden brought oneness to the whole body. It was like they just got to this place where, you know, what's mine is Brian's, Brian's is mine. You know, it doesn't mean I go (laughs) hijack all this stuff, but it just means that, you know, I'm just, there's just a freedom to be one, to, to share with one, walking with one another in that, uh, in that place. Um, so just being one with one another, one with one another. So, so that I can really, when I'm taking the pictures of life, when I am viewing through this viewfinder, I can see what I'm trying to see. And of course, that's most of it's the glory of God, Jesus. You know, I'm, that's what I want to see. But I can't be conned and fooled into thinking that I can do it by myself. That looks like, you know, that. Uh, I can't do it apart from the body. That looks like that. can't do it apart from, you know, him. That looks like that. I can't do it apart from being one uh, with, with a spouse or one with brothers and sisters. So that's that place. So let's just look real quick. I'm, we're going to take just a second. Just go down through. So warnings. Just you just evaluate these. Let these be flags in your in your heart and your spirit. You know, warnings, schemes to bring disunity, lack of oneness. What would those be? Well, of course, Matthew 12:25. Knowing their thoughts, any kingdom divided against itself is what laid waste. Any um, city or house divided against itself will not what stand and so i've just got to be, i've just got to understand that if if i don't want to stand then i've got i give in to the uh, i can give in to that dividedness if i want to stand then whatever dividedness i see or, or 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 experience then i want to be able to say god show me how to redeem that or god you redeem that show me how to walk in that redemption and praying for that um Another one, I so and and just in some of these, you know, just you can feel them tangibly. Um, think about this in relationship to accusation. That'll that tries to divide. Uh, even this Daniel passage, the enemy will speak out against the Most High and wear down the saints of the Highest One. You know, there's a place in, with accusation that tries to wear you down so that you what become isolated. You become by yourself. You become, you know, and that's 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 the hardest place to be. I don't know if you ever. Every, all of us have probably experienced that at one point or another, being by yourself, and that's that's a not a great place to be, because then the enemy just has havoc, because he will he will speak against. Them. I mean, when you're in that place, just know. I mean, I mean, I've I've experienced that where all of a sudden the, the enemy will taunt what I believe about God. You know, God's not for you. God's not faithful. Look what he did. You know, he didn't come through for you. Look, looky there. Look, look where that happened. And before you know it you're in the next phase of this, and that's bitterness. You know, there's this place that accusation really wears you down. It wears your spirit down. It wears your believing down to a place of bitterness. And it says even this in Hebrews, pursue peace with all men and the sanctification which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the what? Grace of God. All right? That's why we need the body because I don't want to see you fall short of the grace of God for, you, for your life. And and are you know, we see each other following, short of that grace, being able to come up and realize that shortness of grace for what, like, if I'm, if I'm short of grace for her, guess what happens to my heart? It starts getting what? Bitter. The problem with bitterness is that then it's something else. It just doesn't, it's just not damaging to me. It damages her. It damages her. It damages people around me. damages the body, you know, all of a sudden. Because look at what it says. It says, um, and no, and that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by many are defiled. So what he tries to do is defile a lot. It tries to in, in, in invade other places in our life. Like, uh, third one, fourth one, isolation. Listen to this one. And if if one can empower, sorry, if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. The best place is what? Three because a, th- a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. You know, me, Leah, and God, that's definitely not. You know, me, you, and God, that's not quickly torn apart. That's why God's saying, you know, strive for that one. Strive for that one that's like, really go after it. Proverbs 18.1, he who separates himself will end up seeking his own de- desire. you ever f- find yourself that when you're, in, you're when you're by yourself? When you're not really in with the body, you're not with any real, I mean, I don't know, the enemy tries to have a heyday to get you to seek after that which your own flesh desires. Uh, or maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the only one that feels that. <laughs> you know, but I believe that that's what happens. When we get isolated, it's our own desire, our own flesh. Um, he breaks out against all sound wisdom. Because I can sit there and tell somebody, and that's not a great thing to do, but it doesn't matter at that point when they're isolated. You know, it, it, sound wisdom is thrown out the door, and then Hebrews ten five. Let us hold the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking. Our others have heard that as a man, if you don't make it to church, you know, you're gonna, you're going to hell. I mean, basically, <laughs> you know. No, is it good? Is it good to come? Because I think yeah, this is an assembling of the body. You know, don't forsake it. But the, why would he say don't forsake the assembling of the body? Why would he say that? Because we need to check in and check out and make sure that we're religiously here. Absolutely not. Absolutely, because it says, "When you gather, each one has a hymn, a psalm, a spiritual song. Each one has a gift to let it exercise accordingly." So when we gather, my encouragement is: I I pray that this is going to be the, the, you know, this is this is one place. This is what it's going to be: that each one of us come in this place. You never are on chill mode or you know like "Mm," you know i'll just kind of come in and cruise out that you're not only you're going to connect with god and that's one of the most important reasons we come we can connect with god together but that we can also exercise and walk with one another but you you have a word you have a you have a gift you have a word to give you have a life to encourage that morning or, or whenever you gather whatever that looks like the gathering place um don't don't see that as law. See it as the reality, but it is that as, as the habit of some? Because we can get in those habits. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to break habits, right? We just get into habits. You know, but a lot of those habits are because of all this stuff that's trying to bring us out and get us by ourselves. But I love this encouraging one another all the more. Look at this encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So what is he saying there? He says as the day is drawing near, you're going to need more and more encouragement. Like there's no way you're gonna survive without that. I really that's, why I, that's what I felt like he was saying to me today. When I read that last, yesterday or the day before, when I saw it, like what he's saying is that, like you are gonna need more and more encouragement. Like there's gonna be such a uh, an attack to try to get us isolated so that we don't have encouragement. That's why he's saying, don't forsake it. Like let it become a life to you. Let it become. You're, you're like, man, I'm gonna come get re- get life and receive life. Give life and receive life. You know, when I gather together, maybe that's a small group, maybe that's a Sunday morning, maybe that's you know a Wednesday night. Whatever that looks like, come really prepared to say, "All right, Lord, how can I give and receive this morning today?" And then this last one, dishonor. We read it earlier, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the members that lack. And if you're going to serve communion, Jared talked to you about that. Go ahead, go ahead and head back there as I wrap this up. We're going to do communion. Uh, for God's body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacks, so that there may be no division in the body. Understanding how to walk with people and giving honor to people, especially those who maybe never gave us honor or we didn't get honor from. God's saying, no, understand and know how to give honor. Know how to walk in that place of giving honor. And so, that, you know, those are just five real quick things. Or is that five or six? Five things. Just to be kind of flags for you. You know, just flags in my life. Because if God's called me to oneness, oneness with Him, you know, that's that's the one God's really working on my life right now. Oneness with Him. You know, making sure, you know, that I am walking one with Him. Is that finding time in the morning to, or in the evening to spend with Him? Yeah, but it's not just that. I mean, I think we we religiously make these things in relationship to like the the law and say well i, I got to spend time with the lord if i don't have that 20 minute quiet time in the morning, the rest of the day that's not good that's not a good mentality good mentality is that man i want to be with the lord that morning and if i'm not with the lord that morning i'm going to be with him all day i'm going to be with him at the night like it's really oneness all the time i feel like the lord's just calling us to that and if you don't feel confident that that's what he's calling you to i encourage you he really wants that Really wants that. All right. Oneness with the body, God's just calling us to that place. Whatever facet of the body. You know. There there's some of us that are extensions even to the campus. You know, that that's a you know, that part of extending to the body of Christ that would you take. Some of us are extensions in life groups. Some of us are extensions for learning to live, you know, however we gather as a body. You know, when you come here to walk in the body, you know, really asking the Lord. Really making me one with the body, understanding and know that I have purpose in life and that, and oneness with one another, um, oneness with this. Oh, you know, will you just come up and, you know, you come up and just play something. So we're gonna take communion. What a great, what a, to me it's like. What a greater, what more of a. Wow, I'm gonna get English tongue tied. What a more greater. <laughs> that doesn't work. More greater. Than, what a better. What, what a better. Resp- well, I just went backwards, didn't I? There's no greater response to this message than to do communion. Every time that we eat and drink, y'all can go ahead and start passing that out. And, if, and I, I always encourage you, if you don't feel like you want to take communion, please don't, nobody's judging you as you pass the plate, okay? Um, so if you don't feel this time or maybe you know, as a, son or a daughter, you don't know if you should or not, just don't feel obligated, please and just hold it um and hold it, and we'll take it all together. Because there's this place that, um, that God wants to draw us to. And I think this incorporates all of it. Like when you take communion, like I really believe we are partaking of the oneness of God. The body that He was broken for us, the blood that was shed for us. You know, there is this place that God is just drawing us in. It's not about our worthiness. It's about his what he did on the cross to make us worth. He gave us worth because all of a sudden now I had a price on my, on me. Mitch Simone is, is worth the blood of Christ because that's what was paid for me. They were taking a, you were a, a collector, baseball card collectors or whatever else these, but you know, Babe Ruth. They, they make cards back then. If they, if they had a rookie Babe Ruth, you know, it would be worth i that would pay for it. You know, it might be $20,000. Say, I don't know. Making up a number. $20,000 worth to somebody to buy that. But I sure wouldn't. I wouldn't buy that for $20,000. So whatever the worth your worth is definitely based on what somebody pays for you. I just felt like the Lord was just saying somebody need to hear that this morning that you're worth uh, that you're worth it. you're worth the, the, the blood that was shed the body that was broken